Uncover and Elevate is the next evolution of Liberate Your People Pleaser. I'm Brenda Florida, Certified Life Coach, and after coaching hundreds of clients, I am unapologetically clear on this. People pleasing is a symptom with a deeper cause. Being in a toxic relationship or career and feeling trapped has a deeper cause. Avoiding difficult conversations has a deeper cause. Self-sabotage, imposter syndrome, confusion, feeling insecure, all have a deeper cause. In Uncover and Elevate, we are going to look under the hood every week to uncover what the deeper causes are that shape our lives, including the ones that make breaking a pattern, even one we want to break, so hard. Then we will elevate our lives with tools designed to transform those deeper causes and deal with the symptoms. Join me each week as we uncover and elevate our lives. And now, here's this week's episode of Uncover and Elevate. Resistance, that's what we're going to uncover and elevate today. So, of course, resistance can be something really powerfully positive, like you are in resistance to something that you intrinsically do not believe in or in resistance against those who want to take away a right that we have or some kind of equality or many things. We could get off on all kinds of things about how uh, our government has gone back to wanting to legislate our inability as women to have control over our own bodies and our reproductive rights. So there are many causes that it's a really positive thing to be in resistance of. But that's not exactly what we're here to talk about today, even though I love those things. Today, we're talking about it from the standpoint of how resistance will get in the way of our journey or kind of confuse things for us at times. Because I think that while we tend to think of resistance as a negative quality, like I'm resisting a change that I need, or, you know, I'm resisting going to the gym or, you know, whatever. I think sometimes we can get confused between what might seem like resistance or what might be an inner wisdom, you know, our inner guide giving us information to do or not do something that is not what we expect. And so then it can be really a question of, wait a minute, is this resistance or my inner wisdom? And so I think that the, the topic of discernment is really important here because when resistance is not serving us, it is very much taking our power away. So if I'm in resistance, say, to having a conversation with somebody, it could be a career conversation, it could be with a lover or spouse, or it could be uh, any other relationship, you know, somebody in your family, a friend, anything. When you're resisting having that conversation, 
it ends up taking your power away because what happens is that resistance, which is probably driven by fear, fear of making them mad or just not knowing what they'll say. And will you know what to say back? And are you, you know, sort of quote unquote, right in even your perspective that you want to share or whatever it is, because we get fearful and that fear is focused on the other person. What are they going to say? What are they going to feel? You know, we get in resistance to it and that takes our power away because as soon as we're focused on another person and their reactions or how they feel or any of that, we are losing our power, giving it to the other person. And so we don't have it for ourselves. And the way you know the difference between those two, if I, for any of you who have been listening to me for a while, you know, I love this metaphor of the sandbox that we all have our own sandbox and that sandbox is our life. That sandbox is our body. It's everything we think and feel and do. And in truth, the only thing in life we are responsible is that sandbox. What I think and do and say and how I feel, how I take care of my body, how I use my body, how I express through my body, all those things that are just me. I'm actually not responsible for how anyone else feels, what they think, what their body is doing. I'm not responsible for them. And so while this is very uh, counterculture in many ways, because many of us were raised, especially if you're a woman and men were raised uh, towards people pleasing as well, just kind of in a different, you're cultured to it a little differently for the men in the audience here. Um, but especially as women, we're, we're cultured right away to that it is somehow like innately our responsibility to take care of all the feelings and all the things of all the people around us and to put them first and all those kinds of messages. So that keeps us away from our power. So when I'm in resistance to having a conversation or to setting a boundary, then I am in resisting that I am losing my power because I'm either getting out of my sandbox to see how someone else is going to feel about it and to help manage that, or I'm letting them, you know, shove their way into my sandbox. Cause believe me, lots of people want to hop in your sandbox and tell you how to live your life and what you should do and what's right and what's wrong and how you should think of everything the way they think of it. So people are always trying to get in our sandboxes. So if I'm in resistance to a boundary, a conversation, something that is good for me, something that is good for my body, something that is good for my mind, some, it could even be something like being in resistance to coaching. So that starts to take your power away when we're in resistance that some is, is um, towards something that is good for us. It starts to take our power away because we're giving it to another person or another circumstance. This is how a lot of times we become victims to our money 
And so a way to be in resistance to our finances, of course, is not to really look at our bills, our balance and our checking account, things like that, because we're resisting what we think is going to be, you know, bad news about our finances. So that kind of resistance takes your power away. Now I've given money the power. And here's how I know. Because when I'm not in resistance, when I'm in my own inner wisdom, then I can face something that challenges me, whether that's a conversation or risking upsetting my partner or setting a boundary that might piss somebody off or looking at my finances where I may have problems because maybe I overspent or something and um, I really, you know, have a problem. When we're in our wisdom, we can handle that. We are in our power. We can face those financial challenges and not be overly critical or judgmental. If there's something we need to learn, hmm, maybe I should not spend money I haven't made yet. Okay, lesson learned. But when I'm in my wisdom, there's no judgment for that. There's no punishing myself for that. There's none of that. There's simply, oh, you know, sort of matter of fact, well, okay, more money went out than came in. And so that's why I have this challenge. And now what am I going to do about it? You know, or there's the boundary that needs to be set. And if the other person gets mad, then I'm going to let them have their feelings because this is what I need to do. And I, that may make me uncomfortable, but when I'm in my wisdom, I can sort of tolerate that temporary discomfort because I'm choosing what's good for me. I'm standing in my own power. I'm speaking my own truth. So that's sort of a litmus test, I guess I'll say, for how do we know when we're resisting something that isn't really serving us and when we're resisting something that is serving us? Like, let's take another example of a fairly, you know, simple example of going to the gym. I love to go to spin class on Tuesday nights. Every now and then I'll hit a Tuesday where I am just, you know, feeling tired or whatever. And I don't want to go to spin. So I'm resisting that. And now I have to figure out, is that listening to the wisdom of my body? Because I just need to take this day off and let my body rest and go to a spin class later in the week? Or is that resistance to what is good for me, which is exercising and caring for my body? And it can be very tricky to figure out which one of those it is. Uh, but two of my best ways to know which of those is going on is that when I am in my wisdom, as I really already alluded to here, there's no criticism, there's no judgment. My wisdom can face difficult situations. My wisdom feels empowered. My wisdom loves me. And so if I'm considering, do I stay home from the gym tonight? to take care of myself or am I in resistance to actually taking care of myself? Then I look at that and trust me, it has nothing to do with the answer. Either one of those could have me 
staying home or going to the gym. I could ignore my wisdom and push myself to go to the gym and feel like I really won because I wasn't, you know, in resistance of it. But if my inner wisdom was to stay home, I didn't really win because now I'm just going to be more tired or there's going to be some other um, repercussion because I didn't take care of my body. If I'm in resistance, I may stay home. But if I'm in resistance, that wasn't in my highest good. So resistance comes with usually some kind of inner criticism or there's there's a lack of power in it somehow. So sometimes it can be, well, just, you know, I can't do it. I'm, you know, not good enough for that. I shouldn't set that boundary. I, you know, whatever, but it's going to feel um, as a downer to you. Like that feeling doesn't feel empowered. Okay. The whole, I'm not good enough or um, who cares? It doesn't matter. All that kind of apathy. That That's a word I could use to describe those feelings. Um, and probably even as I'm talking about this and you think about it, you can think of a situation where, again, it could have been resistance or wisdom. It's not about the question or the answer. It's how you get to the answer. So wisdom is always going to feel empowered. It's going to be without criticism. It is also not uh, frenetic or frantic or panicky. It doesn't have any of those anxiety producing qualities. Wisdom doesn't. That resistance, avoidance, um, all kinds of ways that we get drawn away from our true nature and into behaving the way we think someone else wants us to. All those things create more anxiety. They create a more frantic and frenetic sort of inner dialogue that's usually very fast. It can be very quote unquote loud, even though it's inside your head um, where you feel like it's like shouting at you. You're not good enough. You can't do that. Or, you know, go to the gym, you know, because and all the becauses have shame attached to them because you're not taking good enough care of your body because you weigh too much because you well, that's not your inner wisdom. Your inner wisdom says, I love you and your body feels better and works better when you get some activity. And we're going to do that at the gym. You know, That's what love says. Love doesn't browbeat us. So I think I would love for you to think today about what you're resisting and sort of look at it in this twofold way. One, noticing that in resistance, you don't have power. And so are you resisting something? Is your resistance in it causing you to feel less empowered, more you know, people-pleasing with probably a heavy dose of some inner criticism and various things there, wanting to control other people's feelings, wanting to control the outcome, all those things? Or are you actually hearing an a voice of inner wisdom, inner guidance that is maybe just telling you to do something that surprises you or isn't what you would normally do. And you're labeling it as resistance 
because I know I use the gym example on purpose because I've just been going to the gym for a year. And up until that point, if I had gone to the gym for maybe three to six months at a time, a handful of times in my entire adult life, that's a lot. Okay. I don't even know if I did it that many times, but so anyway, this is a new habit for me, right? It's not something I've done. I've not exercised my body in any sort of intentional, regular way, my entire adult life. So when I don't quote unquote, feel like going to the gym, I have to really stop and say, now, wait a minute. Am I just resisting it for all the reasons that I resisted it for 60 years? Uh, or is this my inner wisdom? So when you have something you don't, you know, this kind of a new habit for you, you're setting boundaries, you're having conversations you would typically avoid, then that's a great place to look at it and say, okay, my inner wisdom might call me to do something that is uncomfortable. And so maybe in that way, I've labeled it as I'm afraid of that. You know, I'm afraid of that conversation. I'm afraid to set that boundary. I'm afraid to say no about this, whatever it is. Our inner wisdom will take us to places we feel uncomfortable because that's where all the growth is, is right there at the edge of our comfort zone. Um, or is it resistance? You know, is it something that I need to do and I just don't want to because I don't want to change that habit of people pleasing. I'm afraid of what somebody else is going to think of, think about me. I'm afraid of their reaction or whatever it is. So it's really looking at resistance, maybe from a different perspective than you have in the past. I don't think it's it doesn't, you know, nothing is like always good or bad, right? This is about finding those nuances in the situation and realizing that um, resistance when it doesn't serve you is going to be full of criticism and judgment and feeling like other people have more power than you do. There's just going to be a feeling of a lack of power when we're in resistance for a cause or saying yes or no to something because our inner wisdom is guiding us to it, even if it's a challenge, we're going to feel that empowerment. We're going to feel um, the lack of judgment and shame and an inner critic, inner critic. So it may be a challenge to us. I may not be looking forward to the conversation, but I can go into it feeling empowered because I know it's my truth. And I know that I'm out here on the edge of my comfort zone and that's okay. I can take that. I can trust myself through it and get to the other side. So I'd love to hear your thoughts about this. Go ahead and, you know, drop something in the comments where you get this podcast or DM me on Instagram, Brenda Florida Coach. You know, one of the things that this ties into is this whole concept of worthiness, which is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, if any of you saw the episode a few weeks ago with my YouTube video telling my story about um, being homeless a few years ago, 
you know, through that very challenging journey, I realized that in all of my downward spiral was this deep belief that I actually wasn't worthy of the life I wanted. So that lack of worthiness, a feeling of unworthiness will also drive us to resistance because it will keep us in any way that it can. It, it loves avoidance as well because unworthiness is trying to keep you away from the things in your life that will actually be in your highest good where worthiness propels you towards it. So worthiness is a very um, integral part of this sort of discernment also. So I've got a workshop coming up for you on worthiness, how to feel worthy. It's going to be uh, Wednesday, actually. When you hear this, this episode is going to air on February 5th and the workshop is the 8th. So hop on into the show notes or over in Instagram into my bio. The link is there. I've done a ton of reels on it. So it, it will be very easy to find or hop on over to my website, brendaflorida.com and you'll find it there. But it's going to be a very powerful workshop where we'll spend the first hour really talking about the topic of worthiness, how it affects us, how it can affect us differently in different points of our life, different aspects of our lives. For instance, worthiness is not something that's just like an on-off switch. And once we have worthiness, we have worthiness in every area of our life. We can feel very worthy in some aspects of life and then not worthy in others. Um, and so then, of course, I will also take you into a couple of really practical tools and exercises you can do to cultivate worthiness where you need it. And then the super exciting thing is then for everyone who chooses to register at the VIP level, you all will stay for an extra hour when the regular part of the workshop is over. And that will be an intimate conversation with me. I'll answer your questions, do some coaching within that group. Um, so that's going to be another really powerful add-on for a second hour of the workshop at the VIP level. So Again, head over to Instagram, Brenda Florida Coach. The link for that is in my bio, um, or it's going to be here in the show notes, or hop over to my website, brendaflorida.com, and join me for that workshop. Of course, it'll be recorded, and you'll get the recording afterwards. So even if you have to leave early or you can't make it live at all, you will learn from what I'm teaching and what you're hearing from the others and their comments and questions. Um, because even though people's stories are different in a topic like this, we can really relate at a deep level um, to someone who even has a very different story. So uh, I can't wait to have you join me for that workshop and next week for our next episode of Uncover and Elevate. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Uncover and Elevate. Check out the show notes for tons of great information and resources like if you're interested in being a guest on the podcast so we can uncover and elevate an issue in your life, just complete the form in the show notes. You can follow me on Instagram at Brenda Florida Coach. You can work with me one-on-one -on -one or get additional information about one of my group or private retreats by completing the form in the show notes. And I would love it if you would share this episode on social and tag me. 
I'd also love for you to post a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. It makes such a big difference and will help others find the show. And I'll be incredibly grateful. This is Brenda Florida, Certified Life Coach, and I'll see you in the next episode of Uncover and Elevate.